If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Well, my name is Iron, and, I, and I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Well. I love your I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of hacked on it. I love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that's, I don't know, you don't, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth. And I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you. Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 7. One of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk airplane. Airplane. Milk on airplane. Our, our, uh, our t-shirts that we're going to do are going to have our logo on the pocket. And it's going to say M-O-T-A. 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 Milk on airplane. Milk on Epe. M-O-T-A. M-O-T-A. Milk on Epe. Milk on Epe. Yeah. What's, what's, what's wrong with your voice? I'm feeling very mellow. <clears throat> and um, little, it's a little shredded, I guess, would be the word. Screaming at the wife? No, no. Just just, just screaming at clouds. Just, just <laughs> you, Literally, yelling, yelling you're, at the you're, air. you're screaming at clouds. Yeah. Wow, these whippersnappers. Get off my lawn. Well, I don't have much of my lawn. Get off my dirt. <laughs> get off my rocks. <laughs> get off my dirt. Get off my get off my patch. What are you drinking there? For those of you that aren't so, watching us on YouTube, so, what the hell is that? It looks like looks like you mixed motor oil, sand, and red Kool-Aid. So it's my new smoothie thing. I, I I've I've been having for a while some some um you know let's let's just Call it what it is. We'll just call Digestive it a issues. That's a thank you for, for the putting only it. reason I'd be drinking shit like that. Exactly, um, and I think the cure is just avoiding milk. So I'm switching to some fruit-based things um, because that, you know. So if I run to the restroom, I apologize in advance when I'm trying to be healthy, and you know, vitamins and antioxidants and all that. That's me. That's okay. me in five minutes. If if you hear a break. So are, are you? Have you developed a, a lactose intolerance later in life? Is I that think basically I did. It? Absolutely. That can happen. Yeah, and it's severe, and eliminating it 
has changed a lot. Let's I, say I would imagine for the better. So. Have you tried lactate milk? Yes, and it and it's worked. So yeah. um, yeah. I, I, I used to use it. I got away from it, thinking I'm fine. Comes out. Whoa. Um, no. I didn't. I did, I'm, I've never been a big milk, uh, milk drinker. <laughs> yeah, it's part of our milk. opening. No. Uh, I've never okay. been a big milk drinker. I have milk on cereal and That's obviously milk is. and cooking various things and such and so on. But I, I did find out that I was lactose intolerant. It's right. So started using lactate, and again, problem eliminated. Um, when my wife and I got married, and I inherited her three kids. Um, my wife is very prim and proper and prissy and kind of a snob with a lot of different things. She's a water snob, for example. Okay. She will not drink the water that comes out of the filtration system in our refrigerator because that's just not good. I've got to have my Daffer Health 20 ounce bottle to seal. And, and as soon as I'm done with it, I throw it away immediately because it leaches plastic into the into the. It doesn't leach plastic into the water when she's drinking it. Right. But it's, if you refill it, it's after. Then it leaches plastic. So she is singularly responsible for probably taking five to ten years off of this planet's life just in the water bottles that she goes through. She's doing her part. She is absolutely a water snob. But she's also a snob in a lot of other other ways, too. It's just one of them. And one of them was milk. So I I always bought lactate milk for several reasons. Number one, much easier on your system. Right. And lasts three times longer than conventional yes, milk. I noticed that. I mean, you can have a, a half a gallon or a gallon in six weeks. Right. You'll be fine. The lactose itself must be what helps the spoilage uh, so so qu- so quick. And, yeah, and that's not very rock ballady. But my not point, a, the point that I was all. making was, is I, I said to her, I said, why are we buying two different types of milk? Why don't we just buy lactate? It's the same thing. Not as that. By the way, for those of you that, that know my wife, she doesn't talk like that. That's just my female voice. Whenever I'm describing a woman who's irritating, that's the voice that comes out. So my wife doesn't sound like this. I know she's not listening anyway because that would involve listening to me, which she doesn't do in real life. Why would she do it on a podcast? But, and I said, why don't we just get lactate milk? And have the kids, mom, and online the taste of it. It tastes totally different. Okay. So I um, I went out to the grocery store. I went out Monday this week. I'm still a grocery store shopper. I don't have any problem mm-hmm. with it at all. I buy all the shit I like. Don't mm-hmm. send me the store if you don't want me to buy the mm-hmm. shit I like. So I bought a gallon of lactate and a gallon of whole milk. And I switched them. I switched them. The whole week. Cereal, drinking milk, chocolate milk whatever it was, that between her and those three kids, they guzzled an entire gallon in a week. Yeah. So we're sitting there at dinner on a Friday night, and I said, uh, I said, by the way, I said, nobody's touched my lactate milk in there. Why do we need milk? Oh, we don't like the taste of your milk. And I went in, and I poured out a, a glass of mine and chugged it. And I said, in about 15 minutes, I'll be in the bathroom destroying the toilet. This is the real milk. I switched it on you guys this week. So all of you drank lactate all week. None of you said a word. You can't tell the difference in the taste. So you jumped on a grenade to prove a point. I certainly did. Ouch. That's rough. Yeah. I know what a glass of milk now does to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm doing a Jeff Daniels oof. from Dumb and Dumber. Right. <laughs> you know, don't, you know, do that's not a, go in there. That is some real just abuse to, to really get, get your point across. And I can tell you right now, if they use it primarily for chocolate milk or cereal, they won't notice. Because it, it, I that's what I use it for, and I don't notice because it's covered up by the sugar. 
you know, it sort of masks the, the dairy. If you're drinking straight up a glass of milk with a cookie, then they might notice, but that's not normally how people use it. It's, it's, I'd say it's cereal. Yeah. So it's great for cereal. I mean, in the 50s, 60s, drink an eight ounce gallon of milk, or eight <laughs> ounce gallon, excuse me, an eight ounce glass of milk with every setting. I have yeah. milk, toast, bread, egg, like, wow, orange yeah. juice, how many carbs can you feed me? Yeah, it goes, I mean, a bowl of Frosted Flakes goes great with this nutritious breakfast. Part of the toast, group. orange juice, milk, water, grits, bacon, I know, like, whoa. Pancakes. Yeah, of course, Frosted Slow Flakes down. Goes, <laughs> goes well with all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was uh, uh, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting week. Uh, in the news, uh, did you see where uh, Charlie Crist got the Democratic uh, nod for uh, yeah Gubna here yeah. in uh, Florida? Yeah, I saw. I didn't vote for him, but I'll but I'll vote for him. He's he's been governor before. Yeah, and I, I would say his first governorship was kind of milk toast. Uh, I've met the man. That's what I'm. I, I've yeah. met the man. I've I've actually uh, DJed a couple of events where he was there. Uh, found him to be very pleasant, very yeah. not very nice, and so on, which. I think is important to have in a governor. Yeah, it is. But uh, I there, there's there's I find with Governor to suck this. Excuse me, Governor DeSantis for my Republican friends. I called him Governor to suck this. I've had a roller coaster ride with this guy. I really have. I I, I voted for um, uh, the other guy, Gillum. It was Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Gillum. Gillum. I voted for him. So and by the way, everyone's like, oh, he he was whoring around. What? Okay. A politician whoring around? A politician doing drugs? <gasps> well, they glorify that on their side, so it Perish should be. the thought. Yeah. Uh, or all of them. It's kind of like a Happy Gilmore movie where he plays the goofy yeah. guy who gets the girl. It's they all of them. They don't get to pearl clutch over that kind of shit. Man. Yeah. So I, I, I voted for him, and then DeSantis came in. Didn't like him at first. Within his first year of office, though, he did some things that I kind of agreed with. And I'm thinking, okay, I can see that. You know what? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Do you remember specifically what what legislation that there, there was? A, there was stood a, out? there was a couple things that he was putting through on the um, energy side, offering okay. uh, pretty large uh, federal tax credits for okay. solar, federal tax okay. credits for uh, rainwater storage, things like that. I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of environmentally good. So he starts off on a good. No. So, so I would say that you know, didn't like him, uh, kind of warmed up to him a little bit, and then Charlottesville happened with Trump, and I saw him just jump on that bandwagon, yeah. and then I started seeing him literally as the Charlie McCarthy, you know, dummy, sitting on Trump's lap with Trump's hand up his butt, making his mouth move, mm. became Trump Jr. Right. Started copying his mannerisms. Yeah, his and, and and figuring, okay, uh, I can I can write his coattails onto the the 2024 nomination which that's what he's doing that's exactly what he's doing and trump doesn't like him very much right now because i think trump thinks he would lose to him but and then there were again he had a couple blips one was on um health here in florida offered offered uh, unemployed people and low-income people a really good deal on a florida-based kind of health insurance plan. I didn't follow up on it because I've got great health insurance. Through the affordable health care system, Obamacare, helping people stay healthy for nine years. Um, so it's been a roller coaster with him. But lately, oh my gosh, I feel like everybody I talk to, it is like Madonna. You love him or hate him. Yeah. 
I, I just, hoping there's more people. I in just it. don't. I'm not a fan of the the you know the the fascist stuff, the yeah. intimidation. Don't forget about when COVID was going on. How he tried to suppress the numbers. Remember how he sent at the he, he sent. Remember how he sent the FBI uh, to the um, to to the. That's easy just, for you to say. Yeah, was it Rebecca Jones, the woman who just won the primary, uh, is going to go up against Gates, the one who had the data and had guns in their kids' face and tried to intimidate them because they were trying to whistle blow. Yeah, just that those types of things. The you know running over protesters, making that okay, um, forcing forcing schools to reopen and shoving kids back in without the masks, going against science publicly. Those types of things. Those are the reasons uh, that I that I just he's a fa- I mean that, those are fascist type maneuvers when you're when you're you are forcing that type of stuff on people. Oh, I, I've seen rhetoric, and that's the best way to talk about it. I've seen rhetoric on Facebook and other uh, blog sites and so on, where people are like, you know, vote this person out because they voted to mask your kids. At the time when these things were going on, I felt exactly the same way. Now, you, you can look back and go, did it help? Did it hurt? We could analyze this. We could analyze that. But we, both of us, have lost people to it. So we know it's real. We don't have to be convinced by somebody it's real. We've lived it. You know, you lost your father-in-law. We both lost a really good friend. I lost a dear friend. But at the time, we were making decisions based on the information we had. Looking back, they compared, um, for example, New Hampshire to Florida. New Hampshire went with all the guidelines. Florida went with very few and almost had the same amount of deaths. So there's arguments that could be made on, on both sides of it. that's because those are reported deaths. Reported deaths, that's true. And that's the problem. There, there, therein lies the problem is people, they, they want to hear what they want to hear, they believe what they want to believe, and then, but the problem is, is when you're a politician and you have the ability to make legislation based on your belief, there's the problem, I think. He's also doing things with the uh, the maps as it, as it goes to districting that are he's shoving through that are uh, favoring. He he's he's just he's making moves that go beyond what a governor's power should be, uh, and and I just I don't like that type of I don't like those types of maneuverings because the higher up they get. The more they put the, you know, he's got the media on his side. He's got to win. He's got to, he's got to beat Christ. Yeah, well, I. He's got to beat him bad. You got to, you got to wonder if, if, uh, if Christ tries to play, and that's kind of, kind of what I said with Biden in the debates with Trump. You're, you're, Joe, you're going to have to come across as kind of just a mean old man yourself. And he did a few times in the debates. Yeah, he kind of stood up for himself. He wasn't going to get. He can handle himself in a debate. And I I think that's something that Charlie Christ is going to have to do. He's literally going to have to play DeSantis's game. He's going to have to use the policies and stuff that DeSantis has enforced and imposed against him. Well, his his campaign was pretty strong. His 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 campaign to against Nikki to at least point out Ron DeSantis bullies school children. That was kind of his message, you know, showing him yelling at the kid to take off his take off your mask, which is again. He, he is a bully. That he does well, those. The the right and the Republicans are basically saying that every person on the left or every Democrat's pedophile, and they're trying to touch kids and smell kids' hair. 
and, that's some projection. And, and and I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. They just go to the go to the molester. Let's it's, look at how many how, how many people like in you. the government of Republicans have been indicted for for pedophile crimes or yeah. under investigation versus Democrats. It's not even close. But then the left is is always going to you know. Uh, people being bullied with guns and so on and so forth. And are there extreme cases in, in all of them? I just love, like, the Christmas cards that show the entire family holding AR-15s. And I'm just going, we've we've really got there. Um, I did receive a response back from the congressman on Facebook that I mentioned several weeks ago who put a, a thing out there. He's not even in my district, so it's not like I can vote for the guy. Just I'm sure it was a bunch of word salad. Well, it, that's exactly what it was. His His thing shows him walking out in front of a courthouse. You know, remember the YMCA thing where it shows you meeting with a construction worker and a cop and a biker and, and, a, and a Native American. It's basically the YMCA ad. But, but he talks, you know, I'm going to bring, you know, God and the Constitution back into government. I have no problem with some guy, somebody saying, I want to bring the Constitution back. I want to start enforcing the Constitution the way it was written. Because even in 1781, when the Constitution was, was completed, 1787, I think, is when it was ratified. 81 was, I think, when it, was, when it was started to be written. Those guys were geniuses based on what they knew at that time. Because, I mean, it has really held up very well. And we're the only real secular Constitution on Earth. Now, we are a republic, and there hasn't been too many republics that have lasted more than 250 years. So we're... We're on that teetering edge here, but in but he's like, I'm gonna bring you know God, and I said, wouldn't your ad have been just as effective without the Christian God mention nonsense? And and he and he responded back to me, uh, show me where in my ad it says I'm gonna put God in your life. I said, I said in the second line, right. It's right there. It's in black and white. And then some other idiot goes on there and you don't know, you don't know. I think it was, uh, it was kind of like Yoda, history you don't know, yes. And he was talking about how, you, they're, they're, you know, uh, you don't obviously know your history because religion is all over the Constitution. And I said, I put that, you're right, it's all over saying there will be no religion, there will be no uh, endorsed religion by the government, and a clear separation between church and state. You're right, it's in there several times, but I quoted the passage of the Constitution, I copied it and pasted it, because I know how to work a mouse like that. And... So he did. He he responded. I said, "Listen, I have no problem with you. If I was up in Marion County, I'd probably vote for you. But I would want to say to you, keep the God stuff out of it. Go to church on Sunday. I got no problem with your religious beliefs. We talk about religion a lot on this podcast. To the point of, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying what you believe in is there's a there's a difference. Yeah, you know the talking sure. snake and." Every animal on Earth somehow walked to the Middle East and got on an ark, and you know, they always talk about you know Moses's miracles. Well, Pharaoh had <laughs> plenty of uh, uh, medicine men and people who worked with him who performed miracles that, that matched Moses at that point. Yeah, if you point out it's a fairy tale, sometimes people get offended, and 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 yeah. Like, so um, I'm uh, I'm also uh, hoping that uh, Val Demings. Does well against I, Rubio. She's going I think after she's him. She's got a shot. Yeah, she's and that's she, her messaging has been great. She's pointing out the right things that he never shows up to vote. Yeah, you know he doesn't do anything. All she he goes, does if is you don't do your job. He takes Russian money and he blocks legislation that helps people. Fired. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like she's done well. She's she's progressed. She she worked her way from the bottom to the top. 
and 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 you know being black that's more of a challenge for someone like her so she's dealt with adversity from the beginning so someone like her is she's you know she's a bad bitch and she's been through it uh you don't you don't get to where you are just because you were you know it it's it takes a lot so i think someone like that is a good example of what the american dream should be you know like aoc was you know danced in college was a bartender to work her way through school now she's a senator it can happen she's young i mean it can happen um so yeah well i've always been a fan of uh of aoc i think what's going to end up happening with her politics is the same thing that happened with a lot of the ones that came in on either the far left or the far right they realized that that's going to get them so far and if they want to go further they got to move towards the middle. Yeah. I think, though, it's smart to, to be radical left because they have moved the Overton window so far to the right with this nonsense about just the extremism. We need some of this extreme stuff like free everything, free this, free that, so that if we can meet in the middle, it's back to normalcy. If you, if you, if you move too far over to meet them in the center, then that, that window is shifted and the new normal is now Joe Biden, which it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, Biden's done an okay job given the political climate as it is and the way it's structured. And what I, he's got I to saw, I, but, I mean, you know how... But it could be so much better if we had a better system. You know how the GOP is all about bumper stickers and flags? Right. I saw a bumper sticker the other day. Key words. It, two words. Block Joe. And, and, and I, I keep saying, if progress means to move forward, Congress means to move backwards. Yet, we have Congress. Most Republicans would be willing to live in poverty forever if it meant someone else had to suffer, or at least that is the people they're appealing to with messaging like that. Right. There are other Republicans that vote because of the tax breaks, let's be honest. You know, they, they like that part of it, and they don't care about poor people. That's a big chunk of Republicans, too. But... There are a big chunk. They just play to the fear and the and the and the lack of education. And and the, between those two, that's what they cling to. And it's it's just I'm sick of it. Well, you you've just given me a a segue into uh, my little bit this week. Normally, I would be playing a a clip from uh, Christopher Hitchens called Hitch Slap, and I was listening to one of his clips, getting ready to copy it and make, convert it to an MP3. So all of you, five listeners, would be able to hear it. Instead, I ran across a clip. Did you ever see the Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator? No, but I do love Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. Yeah. Please watch it. Now, every time I've asked you to watch a movie, five seasons later, you get around review. to reviewing it. Review. It's a Sasha Baron Cohen movie called The Dictator. He is a, um, a deposed dictator from a company called, uh, a country called uh, Wadia. And it's basically a... Eastern Bloc Russian kind of it could be Islamic I think it is he likes to do based the, in those Islamic. types of accents and, and characters right he uh, in this movie he's he's playing an immigrant who's in America he's basically in hiding because he was deposed and and it was funny because this lady is giving birth and he's trying to help uh, help her give birth so she gives birth and he, he, the baby comes out. He goes, hey, congratulations. It's a girl. Okay, well, you want to throw this away into trash for me real quick? <laughs> I mean, it's just horrible stuff like that. But in the movie, at the end of the movie, there's a fantastic scene where he's getting ready to convert his country to a democracy. And everybody's there waiting for him to sign to convert his country to a democracy and not a okay. dictatorship. And instead... 
he tears it up and he goes into this diatribe about what a real dictatorship is. And this clip is, uh, just listen to what he says, because I'll tell you what, it's absolutely poignant even today. So this is at the end of the movie, The Dictator, with Sasha Baron Cohen. Be quiet. Why are you guys so anti-dictators? Imagine if America was a dictatorship. You could let 1% of the people have all the nation's wealth. You could help your rich friends get richer by cutting their taxes and bailing them out when they gamble and lose. <laughs> you could ignore the needs of the poor for healthcare and education. Your media would appear free, but would secretly be controlled by one person and his family. You could wiretap phones. You could torture foreign prisoners. You could have rigged elections. You could lie about why you go to war. You could fill your prisons with one particular racial group, and no one would complain. You could use the media to scare the people into supporting policies that are against their interests. I know this is hard for you Americans to imagine, but please try. I will tell you what democracy is. Democracy is the worst. Endless talking and listening to every stupid opinion and everybody's vote counts, no matter how crippled or black or female they are. Democracy. And at that moment, he realizes he's in love with this American girl in the movie. But anyway, spoiler alert. Now, was that like on point? Man, he pretty much summed up everything I feel about America in like 35 seconds. That's pretty much, and you know, uh, there's a couple of things you leave out, but man, what a way to succinctly describe so many systemic because issues. Because you want to be in a democracy where everybody's vote counts, even if you're a crippled black or a woman, you know. I mean, it's like, it's like everybody's stupid idea has to be listened to. I kind of agree with that to a point. <laughs> yeah, everybody's right. stupid idea should not be listened no. to. Our podcast is stupid. It's so people that want to listen to it can. So we should be able to be, but it's but it's not like we're going. Uh, our our podcast should be policy of the United States of America <laughs> oh, just because we believe that. Right. No. No. It's it's absolutely. It's um. Yeah. It'd be nice if the will of the people won out for a change. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Um. Uh, and I, I am curious to see how things go in, in midterms. It's that's going to tell me a lot about which media and and how united and divided we really are and and. Or is how much of it is just portrayed, and you know, most people I see in my interactions, despite what they believe, are fairly normal. Um, so it's you know, it's like maybe we all want or are more alike than we think, and there's just kind of maybe we should just focus on making things better for ourselves. I will tell you right now, I would absolutely vote Republican for the rest of my life, and not even think about whether the person's Republican or not if the idea is good. It's all, it's all about the policies. If it's helpful... But they to, don't have any policies. If it's helpful to people, and you're Republican, I will vote right. for you. If it's it's for the betterment of our country, the betterment of our community, the right. betterment of the city streets, the better education, and so on. Um, I just know this. We spend... I saw a stat the other day. It was $17 billion we are trying to... well not trying to, we are spending annually to try to stop doctors from writing crazy prescriptions for hydrocodone and mm-hmm. oxycotton and, and, you know, the obviously the opioid crisis. Just $17 billion just in that drug group alone. Yeah. 
don't even get into what they're spending on on marijuana, which I think should be legal. Uh, same thing as alcohol. If alcohol is legal, marijuana should Just be because alcohol is worse. Tax it and build infrastructure. But I, I can only imagine there are three countries in Europe where rehab. Now, there's you, you've got to go through a, a period of evaluation, but it is absolutely government-paid rehab. You are not sent to some fancy place like New Horizons out in San Diego where it's 150000 for three months. You know, you're, but you're sent someplace where you have a clean bed to sleep in, you're given three meals a day, you're given counseling daily, and, and, and you're given medication to get off of whatever, you know, you're on and so on. Right. But it is, it's government-sponsored <laughs> and government-paid and successful. Yeah. The, the failure rate is below 5%. Right. But, but people have this, this feeling of, uh, well, all I have to do is if I have an addiction is just say I've had a relapse. So they say they, they, that's their, that's their get out of, get out of rehab free car. I'm sorry. I relapsed. I'm sorry. I relapsed. And the, the rate of failure in these countries is below 5%. I guarantee you rehab would cost less than the money, the way we're blowing money now to help people through these types of crises. Oh, yeah. You know, privatized prisons is, is such a big root of all of that because it affects things like the, you know, it de-incentivizes places like you just described because yeah. they'd rather fill prisons. So, the, you know, it might take a while. Maybe, maybe little by little we'll start to deprivatize them. Uh, some, 50, some places in have. the 50s, 60s, and 70s, if you were uh, convicted of something in the state of Florida, it cost the state of Florida $8,800 a year to put somebody in prison. Right. Now they get paid between twenty-five and thirty-two thousand a year by by privatized prisons. It's so, not Department of Corrections; it's Department of Collections. Exactly. That's a great way to put it, and that's that's the scary part. It's a systemic issue, so they are incentivized to look the other way when it comes to rehab because that's fewer prisoners. You know, with a lot of drug, that's why pot offenses were such an easy bust. I smell pot. You put them in jail, and then you decide what you're going to do with them based on what color they are and what kind of socioeconomic background they have. Um, but it was such an easy way to kind of just arrest who you want. You yeah. know, any cop can just say that if they really want to. Yeah. I'm white. I'm lucky. I, I don't look that threatening. So I haven't had an issue like Paul, that. you don't look threatening if you were fighting a fourth grader. That's what I'm talking about. That's kind about. of the point I made. So, you know, cop doesn't see me as someone who's like a perp necessarily. I'd be the white collar crime guy if I could figure out numbers. I'm here to tell you right now, I, uh, I have been very, very fortunate. The last four times I've been pulled over, not a ticket. Because I learned from a, a friend of mine who's a cop, I asked him flat out, there's got to be a moment in the instance where you pull somebody over. There's got to be a moment, a ding, a light bulb, a switch, whatever you want to call it, where you decide, I'm going to give this person a ticket. When is it? And, exa- and all of my uh, police officer friends, whether they're state troopers, uh, sheriff, or city cop, have all said exactly the same thing to me. They go, when the person starts offering excuses why it was okay for them to break the law, they go, that's the tipping point for them. Okay. So what I do now is I pull over, shut the vehicle off, I put both my hands on the door where they can see both my hands. I'm white, for God's sake, and I've learned that from my black friends. Put my hands on the door, both hands. And when they, when they ask why, did they, did they pull me over? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm unaware. I, I'm, what did I do? 
and then they tell me and I typically throw myself on the mercy of them I don't use excuses oh I'm not from this area I didn't know it was 35 I've really got to pee um, I'm not familiar with the, I was just moving along with the flow of traffic I just be very very quiet I and here here's my license here's my registration proof of insurance and I'll be I'll be right here you know go, go do what you need to do and they come back all right well uh, you got a pretty good record going here so far, so we're going to keep it that way. Yeah. So just you know, keep it keep it down, or next time stop twice. At, one cop said stop twice at the next stoplight because I kind of rolled around a corner. He goes stop twice at the next yeah. stop sign. We'll call it even. He was cool about it. Um, <clears throat> but we're, we're we're just to a point now where, like you said, a cop can go. I smelled marijuana. Yeah. There's the, the the dash the their uh, chest cam or whatever they call that body cam. Right. It doesn't have a smell alert. Right. And they don't, and they're not bound to that. They just turn it off. They lose the footage. You know that it doesn't hold them accountable. Yeah. So what? What good my, is my body? body cam? My body cam wasn't working at that moment. Yeah, they don't. There's no process in place to to hold them accountable for the body cam footage. Look at Valdi. The shit show's still going on. They're still trying to get that footage. They're never gonna get it. They're gonna until they figure out how to scrub it. They'll probably settle, but that's not gonna bring the kids back, and it's not gonna fix the problem. So, so you're saying that was real? That wasn't a false flag thing, like God. Alex Jones Alex said Jones, about man, uh, he, about he needs to rot in prison and then hell for all that. Just yeah, forty-seven million dollars. That number one, that he doesn't have, and number two, it's civil, so yeah. nothing will ever happen to it. Right. It's terrible. All I, that I just think it, 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 in that situation, you should pull out a tooth for every million dollars he has to pay. Yeah. There just has to be accountability for. I will not lead them to Alan if they don't like them the whole time. You know, guys like this just just light every room in the house on fire, and then they complain when the fire department comes and, and the, the cops try to arrest them for arson. I mean, what the fuck, man? What do you. What? Just, I hate. I can't stand people like him. They just spread that kind of. Well, imagine the parents being told it's a it's a joke, it's, it's a false flag. What they're like. They're already, you know, dead inside. Well, and and I mean, I've got people who say, oh my gosh, you know, it was just little kids and so on. Uh, I got news for you. If my kid was 15 or 16, I would still be upset. So the fact they were little, it's terrible, yeah, but but it, it, it isn't any different than a 15-year-old being shot, right. like Columbine or whatever. Losing a child is, is horrible. A relative of any kind. You know, if it was a father or, a, or a, a sister, same deal. You know, you would never get over that and being mocked for it. You know, they love to mock that. I don't get people vote for these people to mock the, the parents. Or, or It's just that they mock veterans. They mock disabled people. And people like this. It's the mob mentality. I don't, yeah, I guess. It's my team versus yours. Lock her up. Lock her up. And I'm going, what about lock him up? Oh, well, you just you took that out of context. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to uh, this week's episode of... Hey, gang. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show. Brought to you by Game Show Party right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, You're already laughing. Thank you, too. You know, it never fails. They never fail to find Florida... Florida ways. I'm so proud. 
one of our uh, a couple of our listeners had uh, dinner with on Friday, um, Kimber and Thomas from the uh, Greater Seattle, Washington area, okay. and listening to the podcast. So uh, thank you to uh, the two of them. We had uh, dinner at uh, Harold Selzer's Steakhouse in Newport Ritchie. Very nice place to go. And met uh, Harold, the owner, while I was there, because I DJ'd his son's uh, bar mitzvah 22 years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, all this comes back. It sounds like 37 now. It's insane. That is weird. So, uh, yeah, Thomas and Kevin were talking about how they, uh, they Florida Man is their favorite segment. Where we we've so, got Florida, we've got two Florida men. I here. think you went first last week, so I'm gonna yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna see if I can fuck you up. This yeah, week. absolutely. Are you ready? I'm. I'm All right. Your down. first your first potential fake headline is: Florida woman arrested for stealing live lobster from Red Lobster, saving it from being killed. Your second choice is: Florida man attacks woman with gun for talking during a TV show. I don't know if he shoots her or says right, maybe just box her pistol whip her. You know, something yeah. mild. I didn't shoot her. Uh, and finally, out. Florida man sells parents' home to pay off gambling debt while they're on vacation. Ooh. So a Florida woman arrested for stealing live lobster from Red Lobster to save it from being killed. Florida man attacks woman with a gun for talking during a TV show. Or C, Florida man sells parents' home to pay off gambling debt while his parents are on vacation. Okay. Those are your three choices. Which one is the fake one, All right. Mr. Boy, some nutty people here in Florida. The idea that someone might steal a lobster, save it from, from sudden death, is is really weird. Kind of like a human claw game. Yeah, right. Just Except <laughs> you just in. get to put your hand in and, and take what you want. You don't have to be at the whim. That's of a, a thought. We should come up with the, a claw, a mechanical claw game for Red Lobster. Yeah, and then pick up the claw of the lobster. Put in five bucks and pick whatever lobster. Add that five bucks to the bill. Mm-hmm. Red lobster makes more money. You win. Lobsters get specifically, you know. You know, you want that lobster. You gotta win it. Yeah. Here you go. Get the joystick. Lenny the lobster. <laughs> so that, or that is a, a man attacks a woman with a gun. With a gun for talking, talking during TV show. I don't know if they're know, sitting at their in their home. Or, 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 or potentially in public, right? Who the hell knows? That's pretty general. Uh, um, or a, a guy sells his parents' home to pay off gambling. Now, I've wanted to move while my kids were gone. Yeah, that I could have been a mutually... It could have been a mutual agreement. While the kids were gone. Um, those are all a little strange. I guess that's why we play. Welcome to Florida, man. Welcome to Florida, man. Uh, I, I'm the, the, I think the one I'm going to go with, and, and, and the, the reason I, I have is the maybe complexity of what would be involved uh, to pull this off while someone is on vacation might be kind of tricky um, just because there's so much red tape. So I'm going to say the house selling for the gambling debt is fake. You have now, made it, you have now made it down to 16, 16 days. 16? Yeah. Sweet 16. That's all right. Or only 16. Oh. 16 candles. 16 candles. She was just 17. Sixteen is the most common number in song titles in history, by the way. Really? Yes, the most common. Sixteen. You'd think one would be, but no, sixteen. I know, it's just still the loneliest number. Yeah. All right. Florida man, here we go. Florida man attacks mother with palm branch over missing car keys. Florida man thought he stole opioids, got laxatives instead. Florida man arrested for DUI after ordering burrito in bank drive-thru. 
those three again. Florida man attacks mother with palm branch over missing car keys. Okay. Odd, but there you go. Florida man thought he stole opioids, got laxatives instead. I think that's plausible for sure. Um, although an op- a pill head might know, know his pills. Florida man arrested for DUI after ordering burrito in bank drive through That seems plausible as well. Uh, you're drunk that. You're that drunk. A bank drive through looks just as I good saw as the that. movie Groundhog Day. When Bill Murray was pulled over after the high-speed chase, and the cop walks up and he goes, "Yeah, I'll take uh, two cheeseburgers and uh, an order of fries. What, what, what do you want? It's too early for flapjacks." So <clears throat> that sounds totally believable to me. Um, a guy beating his mom with a palm branch. The reason I think that's legit is sometimes you you get so mad in a heated situation that you will hit someone with whatever's near whatever you can grab. Yeah, and I think we've had a lot of Florida men who have beaten people with things that turned out to be true. Um, so I don't think it's the bank teller thing because I think if a bank teller somebody pulled up and said that they probably would notify the police that there's a guy here at the bank trying to order, thinks he's at Taco Bell. We think he's, you know, they could probably just right. get, get in touch with that. So, um, and I think the Palm Branch is, is definitely believable. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the other one. Florida man thought he stole opioids, got laxatives on said, I'm sorry, it is the Florida man attacks his mother of all people. I am so pissed at you right with now. I, I don't want to play Florida man with you anymore. <laughs> I'm back up to 20. Mind you, I still I still have more than two weeks to go. Oh, I've been down low before. Well, we we both got as low as like 16. I know. That's why I can't get. I, I I'm like great. I'm happy. But this I've I'm not gonna until I get into single digits. I'm not happy because I'm still not moving far enough. I'm not moving the needle far enough. I'm just happy I can put one of those chop. You know. Scratch one of those days into the side of the wall. All right. Well, that's going to take care of segment one. We're going to be back with uh, Dead Man's Dinner Party is is in our next segment and uh, should be uh, fun for the whole family. So um, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the uh, LSD podcast with Solio Smith. I am Smith. I'm Solio. And we'll be right back. This is Christopher Walken. I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the lightest side of Doc podcast. Looking for something unique for your next event? Try Game Show Party, where we bring all of the classic game shows that we've all been seeing our entire lives. Shows like Family Feud, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, Pyramid, Wheel of Fortune, Fun Style Jeopardy, and many, many more. Game Show Party brings the full size TV style game show to your next event. Great for fundraisers or parties. So for more information, check out GameShowParty.com or call 727-531-8880 and book your new game show event today. Hey everyone, this is Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, 
getting off probation, I want you to give them a call. Go to their website. Check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes. Dead Man's Dinner Party, brought to you by My Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. In this game, our hosts invite three famous dead people to a dinner party, and we just see where it goes. And we see where it goes. And we see where, 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 he's, where a, he's it He's eloquent. <laughs> we just see where we just, it goes. We just see where it goes. We just let nature uh, take yeah. its course. Dead Man's Dinner Party uh, has been a, something we have done for every season. We're in season seven uh, right now. Our hundredth episode by the way, okay. will be coming up during season eight Okay, as, as a hint. Because right. seven times 13, 70, 21, 90, we will have done 91 episodes wow. by the time we complete this season. And so our okay. ninth it's episode, coming. so season eight, episode nine, eight, nine, will be our 100th episode. 100th episode. So we could call it eight, nine, 100. Like eight, nine, ten. Eight, a couple is nine, ten. For the next we'll, we'll put that on the back. It works for me. We'll it's better than my, I, I have nothing to we'll offer. Put on the back of the T-shirt. Moda. Oh, just milk, milk on the M- <laughs> that, There you go, Moda. All right, Dead Man's Dinner Party. Uh, something where we uh, invite uh, famous dead people, men or women, old or young. They could have died thousands of years ago, or uh, or or recently. Really doesn't matter. Yeah, so, that's uh, true. That's a good point. Can... The uh, the first one that I'm inviting to my dinner party. You hear the doorbell, ding dong, and you hear my Alexa go, someone's at the front door. That's what the bitch does. Um, your butler goes in and opens the door. And it is Mr. Mr. Suspenders himself, Larry King. Uh, Larry King, that's a that's a very interesting choice. And that's a great choice because if someone would have some stories to tell, yes. this guy would definitely. Interviewed over 10,000 people in his career. Yeah. You could sit him in the corner and say, tell me about Don Rickles. Yeah, I was going to say, who would you pick his brain about? Tell me uh, about Bill Clinton. You know, like, who was his most interesting guest? Tell me about Mother Teresa. You know, tell me about uh, all these these people. Tell me what what it was like. Um, Was I a fan of him? I would say no. But I was a fan of of sometimes who he had on. Because it seemed like everybody can say they were interviewed by Larry King. I think it's good to invite people that you weren't necessarily a fan of, but people that are interesting. Sometimes I invite in my brain, it's to like they may have a connection or they could talk about stuff because they're from the same era. So I'd love to see that interaction. But he would be a good, because odds are he may have interviewed both of your next guests for all I know. Who knows? I haven't. I haven't thought I'll about. Bet that, he did. But, but it's. Now I'm looking it's at my next two guests. I'll bet he did. So there you go. Yeah. So I would definitely have Larry King there, suspenders and all, uh, walking around with a drink in his hand, maybe get him nice and plastered drunk and watch him tell some really embarrassing stories about Henry Kissinger or yeah, something like that. That's a great, that's a great. So one. there we go. There's my, my first guest would be 
Larry King. Well, speaking of storytelling, uh, that's a good segue into my first guest, who I was trying to just sort of start from scratch and, 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 and be like, all right, I don't want to look up any famous dead. I don't want to look up people who died recently. I don't want to look up you people. You just want to just, write it out on the dry erase Yeah, board. out of nowhere. Uh, and I came up with the first one that popped into my head that I think would be a, a, an amazing party guest was Robin Williams. Um, I am surprised neither of us. I am too have invited him to, I, to D, DMDP before. I, I And it's weird to think that we haven't, and, and, uh, but I feel like he would be great because, A, he, he was always trying to entertain people anyway, so he would certainly be the life of the party in that regard without anyone else having to take on that burden. He would just kind of be like, or he would, he, he also seems like someone who could understood and, and give way. He just seemed like a good person, and, uh, you know, he, he did stand-up, so he understood that mentality. But stories, imagine the stories he would have of just some of the people he's worked with and some of the events he's done. He's done things like comic relief, not just all those movies. You know, the guy was Popeye, for Christ's sake. I mean, what? <laughs> he had to wait. So. A terrible movie. <laughs> oh, the worst. Just the worst. Um, so I would I would curious to ask him why. <laughs> I guess it was you know what was offered at the time. Payday at the time. Uh, there's a great interview on YouTube, and it's it's called the Robin Williams Parkinson's interview. Okay. Where it was rumored that he had Parkinson's, mm. and he did this interview over in uh, England, and they they talked like almost nothing about it because it turned out to be a false diagnosis and it was incorrect. But the interview I'd never seen before, and it was absolutely hilarious. Because, I mean, it's like 17, 18 minutes into a 20-minute interview, and Robin Williams are like, oh, I haven't even asked one single question yet. <laughs> I've just been going on like crazy. Right. Like, I'm on coke. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's just going like crazy. Sure. Uh, it's a hilarious interview. And, I mean, I was sitting in my hot tub because I have really bad back problems right now, so I'm in the hot tub a lot. And I've got my phone on one of those uh, attached brackets. I can sit there and just put on YouTube videos, my Bluetooth headphones, and, and that was one. So look it up. It's the Robin Williams Parkinson's interview. Uh, you know he died of, it was called... Dewey body dementia. Louis body. Louis right. body yeah. dementia. Yep. Really, really horrible, debilitating, and I, I did look. I looked into. I kind of went down that rabbit hole after reading up on it. And his wife spoke a, a yeah. lot about it. And yeah, it's there, really there it's was horrifying. so much paranoia at the end. Yeah. I guess. And uh, it affects your but, sleep. Yeah. Oh, I cannot believe that neither one of us have ever invited him to Dead Man's Center Party. I, I think know. we both maybe thought the other already had or something. Maybe we had, and maybe we forgot. But. Um, he, he could have just slipped under the radar. That's happened a lot before. There's just a lot of information out there. So I thought, well, I'm going to start with Robin and, and go from there. So so I would have uh, Larry King sitting on the uh, on the uh, the Chase Lounge. So you're in, talking about Larry. Room. And, uh, and there's another oh, knock at some, the door. Someone, someone at the door. And uh, all of a sudden the door opens and you hear Larry King stand up and say, I would, I would have him say, please welcome our next guest, Hugh Hefner. Ah, then there's a man with more stories. Hef. I can't believe I would never thought of inviting Hef. Um, literally, literally just for the sexual conquest part. Now, um, the Secrets of Playboy documentary that came out last, uh, last year really was horribly eye-opening to some of the horrendous things that went on it's, it's in a, that mansion. I guess it's amazing it took so long for... The girls that were eventually ostracized or aged out to start speaking out because you would think a lot of those bitter people once they were no longer they knew they were never going to get any work you would think more stories would come out but it's kind of sad now all of a sudden 
And now he's not here to really have to answer. And again, that. it is it is a terrible thing to find out that there were women that were forced to have sex and didn't want to call it what it is, rape. Yeah. Um, or or coerced into or drugged into or something like that. And but then I'm I'm also capable of having two thoughts in my in my head at the same time. Doesn't mean he doesn't have interesting stories, right? Where where do you where do you think that stuff would happen more likely? If you were working, I don't know, at an insurance agency or at the Playboy Mansion. Well, sure. Where one you were looked at for your skills as an actuarial assistant, or one you were looked at because you got thirty-eight double Ds. Right. Now, I, I, these women were young, easily manipulated, right. and uh, however, there were there were some men in the expose in the documentary who were talking about these women had used their beauty, their whole entire life, teenage years and into their early. They used their beauty to get where they wanted to get and then they were surprised at what they got. So it was like I mean that's kind of like saying they deserved to be raped. I don't know about not, that. I don't know. No, I don't think I don't think any of them said deserved. It, it's implying that it's it's they it's it's almost like saying it's okay they did because they got to where they are because of their looks. And again, he didn't say deserved. He said they were shocked by the fact that they were treated yeah. as sex objects when they were using their sexuality to get where they were. And, and keep in mind, um, someone, someone said to someone who was a sex offender who was in prison, they said, oh, it was, uh, uh, that guy got raped in prison by nine men. He got beaten and raped in prison. And they go, well, he deserved it. He was a sex offender and he was in prison. Absolutely not. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think he, someone deserves Because that. his freedom was taken away. His rights were taken away. Part of his punishment was not being put in a place where animals could rape and beat the man. Because that is exactly the same thing as saying a woman who's dressed in a short skirt got raped while well, she deserved it because that's what she was wearing. No one would say that. But they would say that guy did because of what he did. And that's where that weird dichotomy comes in. So... Hefner started a revolution. He made porn, just pornography pictures, kind of mainstream. Right. Businessman. It's fascinating. Very successful. It doesn't by any means excuse the thing that he, that, that he would, like you said, he can't defend himself, that he was accused of. Do I think that kind of stuff happened? Uh, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think I would need to have much convincing right. of it. Um, it's like the, 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 the two young boys that told the stories about Michael Jackson. I can't say that it happened. It, it was never proven in a court of law. But I kind of believe what they say because there was the pattern. They also kind of, I noticed, any audio clips or stuff they had, they sort of crafted a narrative that fit what they had or you could argue that they did. Yeah. And, and watching it in retrospect, when I, saw, when I first watched it, I was pretty like moved. But then I watched it thinking with that lens. And I'm like, hmm. See, we are capable of having two thoughts in our head. Yes. I don't think that protesters should go violent. But I understand that protesters have a right to protest. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think that police should shoot unarmed people for no reason. But I believe that based on their training, if their life's in danger, draw your weapon. You know, that kind of thing. I can have both thoughts in my head because I'm I try to think of myself as halfway intelligent. So I, I would want Hef there. I would love to talk with him about 
uh, how his long-term affair with Barbie Benton. I always thought Barbie Benton was like one of the most beautiful women that ever walked the face of the earth. You know, um, and how does he choose who? Like, if he had to pick a number one or like a top, you know, how do you even choose something like that? Right. When you've been, it's like a guy who's been to a concert of every legendary band that's ever lived. And then you ask them to say, what's the best concert you ever went to? Or who's the best band that you ever got to see live? They're going to be like, that's impossible. I saw all the best. He he would probably have that kind of answer. Like, well, here's my top 50. Something like that. Right. I mean, it would be fascinating. Uh, again, this is somebody who, who regardless of, of you know the, the other things that we're discussing, has a fascinating story and how he was able to bring that sort of pornographic, even though it's it's soft core, but to bring it into the mainstream to make it socially acceptable suddenly to just put it on a rack as long a magazine rack as long as you have a little cover there, and then I don't even know if they all did, but you know they just sort of made it like oh you can buy this at a store now. I had a subscription to Playboy for several years in the late eighties, early nineties, because yeah. I was married to a woman who was a uh, I was a member of the once a month club. So, uh, you know, I needed the... the uh, yeah, you want a supplement. I needed the reading material. Um, always read the uh, the interview. No, the, the Playboy stuff, interview. The writing really is good. Yeah. The, the, the pictures are better, but the writing is yeah. really good. It's it's just... A, it's like a GQ, you know. They, they have some high-quality content. Good stuff. Content. Yeah, um, I learned how to reset my hi-fi. Yeah. So, uh, who do you have as your second guest at Dead Man's Dinner Party? All right. So, Dead Man's Dinner Party. Uh, in walks in. Uh, I want to represent... I want a lady at this party. Me too. Yeah, my third one. Like my third one's a chick. And we're gonna a have dame, a broad. A broad. Uh, I would like to see Carrie Fisher at my party. Interesting woman. Yeah, you know, and that's what it was. It's, it's she. She's had. She's kind of like kind of a badass. Kind of was a bit of a rebel. Um, you know, pretty well known cokehead. No, she was the leader oh, of the rebel force. Yeah. Oh, Star right. Wars. Exactly. And and it not so literally and figuratively. But she was she was kind of a badass. She just sort of like. You know, she was openly banging Harrison Ford during Star Wars. It was like, yeah, whatever. They just, they just kind of. She remember she she had a brief marriage to Paul Simon and George Lucas uh, told her, uh, no, don't wear a bra in the filming of Star Wars. She oh, really? Like, what do you mean? He goes, they don't have bras in the future. <laughs> what a pervert! Yeah, is this they, like his Quentin Tarantino I'm foot telling foot, you, foot I'm fetish moment? Absolutely, absolutely true. <laughs> I believe she's wearing it. that white thing. There's absolutely no bra. He goes, they don't have bras in the future. Women are just all natural. Yeah, it's just that's it's this is wow. I guess and she, she did have it. some very nice breasts. Yes, and then they had the, like a fitted thing for meanwhile for Return of the Jedi. But I, I when she was with uh, with the job <laughs> with the Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. But I feel like she'd have some great party stories. She's definitely she would definitely know Rob. Sure, she knows Robin Williams just from having worked in a lot of the same era and some of the same circles. She's been a comedic actress as well as just a, a, a actress. But I feel like she'd be cool to party with mm-hmm. and would be a great guest. And uh, I mean, she and Robin could do coke. I guess if they're I in not, heaven, they could do coke I together. Do I don't care. I do not wish <laughs> this. I promise you. I shouldn't even say it out loud. I do not wish this. When this particular actress passes away, I will invite her to Dead Man's Dinner Party the very next Bette Midler. She looks like the type of woman I would just want to party with and have a have a She fantastic seems like a she with. seems like a riot. I do not want that to happen. Want her to live a, lo- a wonderful long life. Right. But she's my curious. You're just trying to th- right, you're just trying to think of someone who'd be fun. Yeah. I feel like she'd be fun at a party. That's probably why Paul Simon married her for like like why? I don't know. They probably were having a good time. 
They're probably like getting coked up at parties and laughing and having a fun. Like, we should get married. Yeah, let's do it. And, she, and then you would play shit and she'd be like, that's great. And then they're like, what are we doing? Let's, this is stupid. That's probably what it was. And I will tell you, I loved her in Harry Met Sally. <laughs> she was great. So good. But do you remember the cameo role she played in Blues Brothers? No, I don't, I don't think I do. She was Jake's girlfriend who was trying to kill him throughout the entire movie. Oh, Remember she showed okay. up with the M16 and shot up his apartment, blew up his apartment. Boy. She found him in the sewer at the very end, just about ready to kill him. And he took off his glasses and looked at her. She was Jake's young, girlfriend. Young Carrie Brothers. Fisher, huh? Yeah. Just, uh, just imagine. Yeah. All right, well, my third guest is the chick that we were talking about. I'm going to play a clip and see if you can guess the voice okay. of who this All is. All right. If you get chilly tonight... Use this. Oh, Betty White. It has special powers. Oh, what kind of, kind of special powers? I call it the baby maker. Okay, well. (laughs) From uh, the proposal, proposal, Sandra Bullock. She is Betty White. Oh, she's amazing. Everybody. Yeah, I I feel like it's. it's, She's one of those national treasures that you had to love Betty White because she just was such a, and she was kind of a badass. Oh yeah, definitely pioneer. Uh, What? Yeah, absolutely. What? uh, What? What kinds of. I don't know. What would you talk to her She about? lived to basically be 100. Yeah. I mean, 100, that's that's going to be some stories right, right. there. And I, she'll probably look over and, and say uh, yeah, something to uh, Hefner in that wonderful voice of hers. How come you never asked me for a pictorial? I had a 24-inch waist when I got to Hollywood, which she always talked. She had a 24-inch waist. She, if you look at old pictures from the 50s and 60s, I bet she was smoking. Absolutely. Pin-up. She was like a pin-up. Keep in mind, Hulk Hogan's biceps were 24 inches around. Right. His biceps were as big around as Betty White's waist when right. she came to Hollywood. That's a spinner. Yeah. That's, Speaking of, that's yes, a preview for later, that's but that's a spinner. A spinner. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I think that she would probably walk in and walk over and go, uh, Larry, put your drink on a coaster, you know, and go over to Hef and say, how come you didn't ask me to pose for your yes. little girly magazine? And she'd be right up in their faces. Yes, she could be sassy, but she and she could play, you know, and then you look at a character like Rose, who was just a dumbass. So she could handle any role. She's been, you know, in Hollywood. And, and you know, she was married to Alan, Alan Ludden for so many years. And that was kind of a cute marriage, like a game show host. And and, and, and somebody who was frequented game shows all the time. She was on all the That's time. That's how she met. They met on Password. Password, yeah. yeah. It makes sense because she was definitely on game shows. She was a lot of fun. Yeah, the, and that's why. They brought Password back now. Password's a mainstream game show now on NBC. They've realized certain game shows have a timeless feel as long as you don't, you know, you can't mess them up too much. And, you, you know, you, you, there's a formula. That well, they eat. tried to bring back the newlywed game with three couples. And like every other question was about sex. And it just wasn't as as coy. They're trying to the, be extreme, right? The and, original newlywed game where he would go, he'd use the word whoopee maybe once a game. Right. I, I no, I agree completely, and that that's a kind of game that could be entertaining. It doesn't have to be. You can put them in uncomfortable situations that don't have to do with sex specifically. But I think if you limit it to one per show, it makes the impact greater. So that's why it fails. So my three are Larry King, Hugh Hefner, and Betty White. And I'm sure Betty White would be walking around with some apron wrapped around her waist, handing everybody horse duvers. Yeah. Because that's how it's pronounced. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be a fun party. So you got uh, Robin Williams at yours. Carrie and Fisher. Carrie Fisher. 
and now in comes you, you are you are gonna have a lot of cocaine at this party. We are. Um, so <laughs> while they're busy doing that, my party needs geritol. Uh, Yours I, needs cocaine. I want I want something to eat. So I'm gonna invite out of the left field, uh, Anthony Bourdain, to come to the party. Nice. Because I would love some great finger foods. Maybe you could just bring like some, you know. Literally, Someone's favorite appetizers. Literally, finger foods. finger foods. Depending on where he came yeah, from. These are these are fingers from a ring-tailed lemur. Yes, and they're soaked in olive oil with pickle juice. That's from Ethiopia. Lightly braised. Mm-hmm. And then here's uh, the blood of a cobra to wash it down. Exactly. Delicious. You're a braver man than I, Tony. So yeah, I'd love to hear some stories in the meantime. I'd like I'd like to uh, I'd like to have him over for regular American food, perhaps, but. Definitely some As opposed who, to irregular American uh, food? Yeah, which is probably what he's been eating or or, or weird what, what, What's the weirdest item of food that you, you could say that you've eaten? Weirdest. I weirdest? I don't know. Are, are snails weird? Like escargot? I don't know if that's yeah. weird. I actually tried escargot yeah. one time. I wish someone had told me what it what what it wasn't yeah because i probably would have eaten it because it actually had a decent flavor yeah. the consistency was okay but when they told me it was escargot i i i escar i, I know escar no i ate it uh, and went yeah and i i try to be open like minded adventurous but there are certain things like that that i tried it once and i, I felt the same I, I thought it was okay but i'm like i don't know what it was just it used to be really slimy and you could say that about a lot of things i guess but, but i was in uh, mesquite texas I had rattlesnake. Okay. Gamey? Huh? I'm not, not sure. How would you... I would say it was kind of like um, catfish. Okay. It, All it, right. It had a, the consistency and the, the texture and the taste of catfish. Interesting. I've had fried catfish before. It was okay. And I had fried rattlesnake, and it was, it was okay. That was that... I, I'm not going to say it tastes like chicken, because it didn't. No, no. And uh, it was thick, a little, a little bit, a little bit chewy. The flavor was great. The way they flavor stuff in the seasoning was, was okay. But it was just you know something you could say you've eaten. Yeah. No, I've never eaten snake. That's that's more exotic. I've, I've had gator. I mean, I don't think that's that exotic to Floridians really. But um, so eventually we're going to start having uh, python and anaconda because they uh, they found the world's largest uh, python in the Everglades about three weeks ago. Oh boy. 21 and a half feet long. Oh my god. In Florida. Not no more than a couple hours drive from here. Oh man. 21 and a half foot python. You know, why does Florida have to have like the worst creatures? The most dangerous and annoying. The mosquitoes. Normally they're the, the, the big ones are 10 to 12 feet. And this one's twice as big. Yeah, and it's because they have no natural predators down yeah. in the Florida Everglades he and they're not natural to the area. He just would not stop eating other pythons. <laughs> Just he just it's like that old game. You'd eat the little snake and you'd grow bigger, and you'd eat the bit pill and you grow a little slither thing. I oh. did have a chance one time to eat uh, scorpion, scorpion, and I you definitely did, did not pass it up. I, I probably would pass that up too. I I, I, I it was that's getting it, it into bug like territory. Small, small stuff, little bites, and I'm like, how do I even know that scorpion? They're probably just telling me that just to yeah. Mess with I don't want anything crunchy. But, but Anthony Bourdain, man, that's. That's a nice choice. He'd have some stories, and I think even though, I don't know that he ever met the two of them, but I'm sure he could hang, and they would all have they would all have been well traveled enough to be relatable on a certain level. So I think that that everybody would have a good time at that party, and um, I'll just watch the hilarity ensue and hear some good behind the scenes stories about uh, you know, hey, what was it like? 
you and you and Han Solo, you had a good time, right? Partier. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be fun. So Dead Man's Dinner Party, I think, uh, ran ran full spectrum. We yeah. have an interviewer, a pornographer, and a lady who lived to be a hundred. That's a good mix. Probably one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. And just a great actor in general. Of absolutely. all time. Um, and an actor, an actress with a cult following. Yeah, he's been in some really good films over the years, but not 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 nearly as as uh, you know uh, prominent. But um, and then and then Tony Bourdain for you know he's kind of a wild card, you know, foodie, wildlife, and uh, lived it up. Sad ending, but now good that choice. he's not here, he can bring some food to the party. Good choice. Thanks. All right, well, we're going to be back with uh, our next segment right after these uh, brief words. We're going to hear a little bit of a rocking this thing. By Lady Bane, and uh, our next segment will be about uh, the Hall of Shame, and we got a good one this week. Smith here with the LST Podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880, and we'll get a booking, and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. And now it's time for Hall of Shame or Hall of Shame. The music segment uh, for this particular season is Hall of Shame, where Solio and I will look at uh, a group that is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and one that is not and should be. Yes. So some of our past have been uh, Radiohead should not be in there. Nine Inch Nails should not be in there. Uh, Richie Valens, as much as we loved a couple of his hits that was the problem he only had a couple hits uh should not be in there and uh, some groups that we have uh, argued that should be in there without a doubt dave matthews band should uh, mm. should absolutely have been in there and uh we were discussing a couple uh this week and uh the two we are going with this week are uh a a, a gentleman who had a total of two popular songs yeah just and I, I i use the word popular loosely curtis mayfield yeah. curtis mayfield I, I think curtis mayfield i think he belongs as a songwriter arguably because he's actually written some songs for the impressions for aretha franklin and other that i did not realize um however and he he is in for songwriters but rock and roll hall of fame I don't. I'm not sure. I understand that. And I like some of his songs. Don't get me wrong. But I'm looking at the statistics. Two top ten hits. 
Freddy's Dead. This is one of them. Theme from Superfly. And Superfly, also. And don't get me wrong, I love Funk from the 70s. Me too. I love his style. But we're talking about some some mainstream, sustained mainstream success, I think, for rock and roll hall. You never hear anybody, even when you go, oh, some of the greatest songwriters of all time, you know, like Curtis Mayfield. You never hear that. You don't hear it, but I think I'm looking at some of it, and I can see the argument for that. Something he can feel, Aretha Franklin. People get ready by the impressions. It's all right. Super fly. On and on, Gladys Knight. But again, that's songwriter. It's good shit. He just doesn't really have a, a track record of sustained pop pop chart success. Again, this is one of those ones where I'll, I'll make the argument against him being in. Not because I don't think he's talented or don't think he's somewhat worthy, right. but based on who we're comparing him to, right. I, I don't I don't that's think that uh, he well, should be in. I think, based on and that. I think that's what makes this more which makes it more sense is when we when we talk about the group that is not in that should be and you see some of the hits and the longevity or... and we found uh, I'm, I'm, I'm your pusher man Push a man. Push a man yeah. was uh, was another one. So yeah, so. yeah Curtis Mayfield. I, I can't wrap my head around that one. I was looking yeah, down the list. I think maybe list. his reputation as a songwriter and some of his his influence is probably the reason they put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I don't like when they do that because I feel like there are again for the the songwriting Hall of Fame. Maybe maybe that's more appropriate if if someone's influence if you're writing and 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 you know you're writing for this artist and you're writing for this artist and and they kind of look to you as a as a that makes sense. A little more sense. Bernie Taupin wrote a lot of great songs. Yeah. Lieber and Stoller for Elvis wrote a lot of great songs. Yeah. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, Henley and Fry. You know, you're talking about guys who are incredible songwriters, but they shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame purely for that. I mean, Carol King, great songwriter. Right. She wrote Natural Woman for Aretha. Right. Aretha made a lot of music from other people. You know who is uh, in the Hall of Fame? And, and I think should be. But one of her songs was never a top 40 hit. If I say her name, I want you to say the first song that comes to mind. Okay. Etta James. At last. Never charted. Yeah, which is interesting. How like, is that possible? It's, it's her biggest hit. It is played commercially everywhere. Uh, Obama danced to it at his inauguration. I've, yeah, I've done many a first dance to it. I've done many a slow dance But it never to it, but charted the top 40. But that's, she has like 11 other hits. That's so bizarre. Struggling to think of three more. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, right. Now off the top of my head, I I know them, but I just I can't. I think she should be in. But how is that song of hers not a top forty? You never hit? know what's going to become popular after the fact. I guess maybe there was old time rock and roll biggest hit by Bob Seger, only charted thirty seventh on the top forty, and that is played at every party you and I do. Yeah, and and it's the it's right. It's a song that everybody and Se- knows. And Seger's only number one hit was. From Beverly Hills Cop 2, Shakedown. Oh, Shakedown. That was his number one hit. And meanwhile, that's if I'm going to put on a Bob Seger song, that's probably one of the last songs. It's, right. it's, it's just corporate 80s rock is all it is. All right, it's, so here we go. We're getting rid of Curtis Mayfield. We're clearing a spot for this group. 
smooth R&B, ladies and gentlemen. Early to mid-70s, you couldn't turn on a pop station without the spinners. Love the spinners. Seven top ten hits. One number one. 30 songs that hit the top 40. 30. Not in the Hall of Fame. Not in the Hall of Fame. The spinners. Not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a shame. This is another great song. I didn't even, I don't even see it on my page yet, but what a great. This one is sampled all the time in R&B and in hip hop. They're a huge influence. And they really spanned a lot, you know, they, a full decade easily. I mean, they around longer, but I would say in terms of their prime, easily a decade. It's a shame. It's a shame by the spinners. Awesome. Often sampled and uh, and uh, quote unquote just stolen. Such the instrumentation, the the, the just the, the the quality of the mixing and how tight everything is. Their vocals so smooth. I love the spinners. They really are great. This, this is Could It Be I'm Falling in Love by the Spinners on WLSD with Solio and Smith. <laughs> Since I met you, it's a great tempo. To feel so How could you not, you know, kind of bob your head along? I'm already bobbing my head. My mind's smacking my knee. So how many total hits did they have? So they had 30 top 40 hits. Crazy. Seven of those in the top 10, working my way back to you, which was remake, but uh, Rubber Man Man was one. Um, Cupid, then came you with Dionne Warwick. That was their number one. One of a kind love affair. That peaked at 11 in April of 1973. Spent 15 weeks on the chart did that. One of a kind. This shows their uh, their low registry. One of a kind love affair is the kind of love that you read about in a fairy tale. Love watching them on on TV. Also, we're we're in those uh, Liberace yes. one one piece uh, suits. I know spinning because they, they were called the spinners, spinners for a reason. They rock it. It's just such a great remake. Risky, you know, doing a Four Seasons classic, but I have to say, I prefer this version, and I love the Four Seasons. I can hit high notes like this if I stepped on a nail. <laughs> Again, not in the Rock and Roll it's, Hall of it's Fame. It's amazing to me. That was uh, peaked at number two, by the way, working my way back to you here. Remix of a, of a Sam Cooke, but it did peak at number four in 1980. Now this is one I'm gonna give to Sam Cooke. But if you were gonna play a song to get people dancing, you wouldn't play. No, song. no, not at all. I would jam. I, just, I would jam to it in my car. Of course. Uh, if you're thinking about it from that point of view, of course. Ah, uh, the rubber band man. Peaking at number two, spent 21 weeks on the chart. Coming out September 76. I just love the description. Had a band between his toes. 
with such great intros. I skated at that at the skating oh, rink. It's great. I it's skated a, like crazy. Such a jam. This was their number one, right? This was their number one with Dionne Warwick. And for you uh, youngsters, yes, she sang before she was on uh, the Psychic Network. One week at number one, but it hit number one. That's all that matters. When when was this at number one? Then? 19 uh, July of 74. So kind of right in the middle of their run. Kind of that they were easing into disco at that yep. point. Yes, you can hear. I still I still say uh, Rock the Boat by Hughes Corporation was really the first disco song that really kind of opened up the floodgates. And, and and dance it dancing. Full tempo enough. Sing it, Dion. Wasn't Dion Warwick uh, Whitney Houston's aunt? God, Godmother or aunt? Look that up maybe, real quick. Maybe both. Check the Great yeah. Glorious Google and find out. Great Glorious Google. Impart on us your great intellectual knowledge. <laughs> Whitney Houston. Whitney House. No, not, Whit- not Whitney's house. Okay, Warwick is Houston's first cousin. Wow. Her mother is the oldest... Well, there's this, this is some space bullshit. Her mother is the <laughs> older sister... I'm my own grandpa. Oh, yeah. Her mother is the older sister of Houston's mother, Sissy. Both Warwick's mother and Sissy were part of a group called the, the Drinkard Sisters. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, the old Drinkard Sisters. The first question As opposed Google, to the drunkards. Yeah. Was Dion Warwick Whitney's Houston's aunt or cousin? Everybody has this question, apparently. Mother? Yeah. So, cousin, I guess. Anyway. First cousin. Now we know. All right. There we go. Mystery solved. Well, you ought to know about first cousins. Your your wife dated a first cousin and got a ring from a first cousin. Was it a couple of weeks ago you were talking about that? What? Remember? That ring? She was dating her cousin or something or other? That we were doing the pawn shop thing. Found the ring and some ex-boyfriend or some cousin or something. You said she had an illicit affair with her cousin. I remember something like that. I can play the clip back for you if you want to hear what you had to say. No, no, no. Listeners, her, those of you who need to send in. Her ex-boyfriend or maybe maybe uh, like one of her. She had some cousins that yeah, were see, like. See, there, there it is. You're finally starting to tell the truth. Welcome to the Jerry Springer <laughs> Show. We're going to bring him out now. Yeah. So, no. No, no, we're I think not, your, we're your not wife from had some kind of illicit affair with the cousin. I remember you saying that pretty quickly. I, I am not from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is my, my wife. Well, that is going to take care of our uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, should I say Hall of Shame segment, because uh, Curtis Mayfield, not that we dislike you, brother, great music. No, no. But just, in direct no, comparison, no real the spinners are kicking you out of the yeah. stall at the Hall of Fame bathroom. I'm going to spin on in. Place. That's it. We're just, it's about replacing. Uh, an unworthy or someone with maybe who deserves it more I think is the we're going to be back with our uh, final segment the Mount Rushmore segment this week's Mount Rushmore is companies famous companies with two person names famous companies with two person names we'll be right back
Hey everyone, it's Solio from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts. There's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online, so you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to Sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Sidesplitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Categories and themes, that's what Mount Rushmore is all about. We, this is the longest running segment of our podcast. We enjoy it. It was a, uh, a listener favorite for a very long time until Florida Man stuck his ugly head in. Uh, now Florida Man is without a doubt, um, that's the one people play along with. But I think they can play along with Mount Rushmore too. Probably. Probably Probably. as they disagree with everything and be like, what the hell are you talking about? So who is at the split this week? All right. We have Gianmarco Soresi. Sounds like a nice Italian-American boy. You do it in a nice Italian voice today. He's a a, a New York City stand-up, an actor. Dean Dean Martin said one time, he goes, that one of them uh, favorite Italians. And Frank Sinatra looks over and goes, Dean, it's not pronounced Italian because there's no place called Italy. (laughs) But up, bump. Um, so he is. Uh, so yeah, he performed college clubs and all that. And he's. Uh, let's see. He's pretended opposite Jennifer Lopez in the movie Hustlers. It's been uh, with Tracy Morgan. And now I know who he is. Okay. And um, yeah, he's done corporate shows for Pfizer. So for the the boner pills people, nice, awesome. So yeah, good corporate shows. General Electric. I'm sure that's what he. I'm sure that's what he wants me promoting. His credits include Pfizer and Morgan Stanley. You know him from the marketing arm. <laughs> Gianmarco Soresi. It's so nice. You have to go. It's Gianmarco, like like Giancarlo Stanton, if you're a baseball fan. But Gianmarco, it's it's like. Or Giancarlo from uh, Breaking Bad, yes. Better Call Saul. Yes. So that's spelling. Giancarlo. Gianmarco Soresi. He's nice. He's a nice boy. You have to come. You have to come see him, and you you gotta you, you gotta, gotta get eat. the bruschetta. Some bruschetta. You gotta bruschetta and, and, and some mozzarella. The gabagol. You gotta the gabagol. The pasta fagioli. The pasta fagioli. The regol. Come on. Arrivederci. Go live in a go live in a ditch. I think that's what it is. Go live in a ditch. Translates too. So yeah, go see Gian Marco. Gianmarco Soresi. Gianmarco Soresi. I'm sure he loves me talking like he was an extra in the fucking Godfather. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> so, gang, uh, this week's uh, Mount Rushmore segment are famous companies with two-person names. All right. I And I've got a bunch. One immediately came into my head, but it's probably because I, I like ice cream. I'm ready. Yeah. Ben, ben and Jerry's. Jerry's. All right. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. That, that was the first one that came into my head. Shouldn't yeah. they both be, like, 350 pounds? Are they even still alive? I, I don't point. know. We, we, if so, we got to invite them. To me, they've just got to become like a legend. Sort. Of. They're almost the the mascots, and and I don't even think that, I think they sold the company. Even. Yeah, yeah, they so, sold the company. God, it's not even them anymore. It's not even Ben or Jerry. Yeah, but 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 yeah, 
Ben, ben and Jerry's, I just anywhere you go, you see them, and they just love I, that I, ampersand. I, I, I do like the, uh, I, I've, I've liked, past tense, their ice cream, but they're kind of like the Starbucks of ice cream. Yeah. I, I would I don't drink coffee. I know you're a coffee drinker. I don't. I could never wrap my head around spending nine dollars on a cup of no, coffee. No, I, I make it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree I, with I that. Could, I could never do that. But I also struggled spending nine dollars on a little half pint uh, of ice cream and a plastic spoon. That when I could go, you know, over to Baskin Robbins and get like a half a tub, you know, for the same yeah. for the same. And like anything else, the quality of everything gets a little worse, a little worse, a little worse over time. Whenever yeah. they sell a company, you know that's going to be the next step. Oh, we're going to cut expenses. Let's start with the ingredients. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Let's change everything that people love about us. Or let's keep the price the same but make it smaller. Oh, shrinkflation. Because I love those. In, in, in the 1970s, I can assure you, a Big Mac was larger it than it is now. Absolutely And is it was. because I was smaller? No, it was, you're absolutely right. They've done it. Shrinkflation is very real. There's even a term for it, and they don't think we notice. We fucking notice. We notice. We Stop notice. it, please. A Big Mac should be called like a medium Mac now. Yeah, I think they even one at one time may have had. I don't know if it was a promotion, but they did like original size Big Mac. Like, yeah. you're just kind of leaning into the fact you made McDonald's them small. McDonald's is coming. I think it may be out now, but I know if not, it's coming out soon. The Chicken Mac. It's a Big Mac sandwich instead oh. of. Meat patties. It's a chicken. Two chicken. I can't patties. believe it took them this long to even try something like yeah. that. As silly as that sounds, and you know how fast food—they're always trying to put the same stuff they have ten different ways. Like Taco Bell somehow manages to do it. There you go. McDonald's is finally doing I a love chicken. Taco Bell slogan: "Make a run for the bathroom." Mm. Yeah, pretty much. You, all right. Well, that's great. a good one. Ben and Jerry's—they uh, were on my list. Okay. All right. Um, I have one here. Harley Davidson. Oh, so oh, we we don't need the end then. Nope. We can just do two names. All right, Harley Davidson. I would say that's a pretty pretty good double yep. name. Harley Davidson, eighteen ninety eight ninety nine. I think is when uh, when they formed. Um, two basically, one guy was a uh, engineer and one was a bicycle guy, and decided to put an engine on a bicycle. They heard that it had been done. And uh, and now we're talking uh, 120 some odd years. I think their 125th anniversary is coming up here pretty soon. Um, you know, the the engine evolution, the pioneering techniques and uh, and things that they came up with the uh, the knucklehead, the flathead, the pan head. Uh, they were the first. Uh, I think they were the first motorcycle engine with a twin, a V twin pistons wow. uh, engine. As opposed to the inline, because some of the motorcycle companies had inline two cylinders and three cylinders and four cylinders. So, are you researching how long uh, they've been out? No, but or I can. You checking your fantasy. I was football no. Stuff? I'm what trying to find more two word oh. corporations now that I. Oh, so it. you're cheating? I'm just going off the top of my head. No, I'm cool like that. Oh, I okay. tons of them. So yeah, Harley Davidson, and and I when I when I think about two company names names companies with two names in it i try to think of the ones that most everybody is going to know obviously if you said ben and jerry's first thing that pops in anybody's head is ice cream right right uh, in my case two of my best friends are ben and jerry uh, but they're not uh, right. something that everyone else would know um and then harley davidson i say if you say harley davidson instantaneously everybody that you mention it in front of is going to know you're talking about motorcycles you're not going to get that confused with with anything else right that's true Harley Davidson. 
Have you ever ridden on a Harley? Or, I'm not. Or ridden a Harley? No, I'm not a motorcycle guy. Yeah, me neither. I just don't really feel comfortable, honestly. And it has nothing to do with my own abilities. It's more just if I, if I fuck up or if someone else does. Well, I just love hearing these guys talk about how, you know, the, the, the bumper stickers say, watch out for motorcycles, they're everywhere. I added a second line to that. Yeah. It said, watch out for motorcycles, they're everywhere, breaking the law. Right. I, I, I don't want anybody to get hurt on a motorcycle, just like I don't want anybody to get hurt in a car. But when I see these motorcyclists going literally 120 miles an hour across the Howard Franklin going past me and all I see is a blur of taillights and they get killed, it's on them. Yeah, the, the the reckless ones, you know, that I'm assuming that they're not the ones saying that shit because they're usually, if you're that reckless, you don't usually even think you just do what you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, the ones that are obeying the law, great. I'm, I like I'm the ones be... that ride up in traffic between cars and wait for the lights to change and then go buzzing right through. Right. Absolutely illegal. The ones that ride on the shoulders and go past traffic. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff where you, you whenever I see that, I'm like, well, I know how they're going to die. And I hate to say that, but yeah. if, you, if you're that reckless, you're going to do something because you're in such a vulnerable position. You're just not protected enough. I don't Helmets see too won't. many Harley riders doing that because Harley costs a crap ton more money that's, than yeah, these little crotch right, rockets these guys are wearing. And that's the difference. It's Riding usually those guys. It's true. Usually the Harley riders, from what I've seen, are just drive on the road like a normal human being quite honestly so um, no, i'm not anti-motorcycle no, no, I, just, no. I just don't get a hard-on from them like some guys no do. and and i think you're just saying you just get annoyed at those the joy the joy riders that try to like you know take liberties on the road treat it like it's a dirt track yep and that's i think i think most reasonable people would agree with that take on motorcycles so harley davidson two words only one thing comes to mind. The original chocolate in my peanut butter. You know, you have an yeah. engine. I have a bike. Hey, what if we put those two together? Let's try it. What's your name? Davidson? What's yours? Harley? Harley. Davidson Harley. Uh, yeah, I don't like the sound of that. About that. What about Harley Davidson? Ah. Uh, we may have something. Uh-huh. A couple Jewish guys. <laughs> Not a Jewish. We may have something. Yeah, yeah, we'll be bringing back the wheel of ethnicity to piss people off next week. We didn't have time to do it this week for Dead Man's Dinner Party. That's all right. Well, we promise to piss off every ethnicity before the season's over. I, uh, all in good fun. Uh, who you got next? Oh, my. I'm, I'm having trouble, but the first thing that keeps coming back to my mind, for better or for worse, is Johnson & Johnson. Because yeah. of all the Band-Aids I've used over the years and all the... All the uh, yeah, right. I got a Band-Aid on right that there. Look, that looks well, like a cure ad, but I digress. Yeah, no, it's a Johnson Johnson. <laughs> oh, I promise. It? Okay. It's got a label on there. You can over I thought I knew my Band-Aids. I guess I, I lost guess my you touch. Your Band-Aids, they got fancy and shit. Yeah, they covered that in the second year of your junior year of high school. No, I forgot it all. Already. Yeah, John, Johnson and Johnson. Um, yeah. I, it just I, keeps I, popping back up in my head, so I guess they did their job of marketing. Um, the ampersand does stand out. That 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 could be what it is too. It's, it's it's such a visual cue that if it's a big brand, it kind of stands out. Um, and, and 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 the same name repeated twice. It sounds like a law firm. It it does. Morgan and Morgan. Morgan. Oh boy. For the people. They're getting big enough to it. They might one day make the list. They're like they. I think they own ForThePeople.com even. They're they're kind yeah. of. I I think their 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 slogan is Morgan and Morgan. Fuck you all. You're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. So, 
uh, met met John Morgan many years ago. Oh, did you? In uh, at uh, Adobe Gillis, Eddie Borsetti. Okay. He was there, and uh, Ben walked over and started talking to him. Really nice guy. Yeah. He, just, he looks exactly like he does on TV. I mean, I think from what I understand, he was a big proponent in helping get medical marijuana to Florida. I don't know what his role in that was, but he seems. I tell you what, if you ran for governor, or I'd vote for his ass. I would too. I absolutely would. I would. I don't know that he has any interest in it, but it's a it's a good question. I think he had an interest in it at one time, Ron, yeah. doing doing politics. I wish there were people that at least. All I want is some ethics. Like, that's all I want is, like, integrity. I miss that. Or I like the idea of listening to what your constituents want in your area and then voting the way they want to be represented. That would kind of That's the whole point. Integrity would cover that, If I was your representative in a negotiation, it would be my job to represent your best interest. Like a sports agent or something, you know? I hate to say it. My client wants this much in his contract. You know, you know what your percentage is, but the whole idea is you're working for them. Your, Your chunk of it is what you're... But but I get it. I mean, it's 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 just you want somebody like Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. That's you just you yeah. You want someone who is on your side and 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 you know. In this case, I think it's. I'd like to see more people who more politicians who are just for the the working class citizens who were really kind of get ignored. And America was great when the middle class was strong. It was fun. It was like mm-hmm. watching Prices Right from the eighties, seeing that people. And, and, and speaking of commercials, I will tell you right now that in the sick in the sixties and early seventies, yeah, only one company spent more money on advertising than Johnson and Johnson. Because if you think about it, just about every TV show, this portion brought to you by Johnson, Johnson and, Johnson. and Johnson. Right, they were that, early on in that yeah thing. You know, General Electric was the company that spent more money. Oh boy, sponsored by GE. That's that GE and Johnson & Johnson bring were good two of the massive, life. massive sponsors for radio, TV. A lot of times, just little simple taglines. This yes. brought to you by Johnson & Johnson. Or this brought to you by General Electric. Interesting. Yeah. They, uh, huh? they knew what they were doing. So, so we got, uh, so got uh, Harley-Davidson, Ben & Jerry, Johnson & Johnson. I think I've got the fourth one. I mean, I know we're going to talk about our honorable mentions and so on. I'm like sure the there's tons one. I just haven't. Black and Decker. Oh, Black and Decker. Yeah. yeah. Real person names, by the way. Real really? Person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like a color and, uh, you know, somebody who punches somebody. Okay. It was, uh, I think it was... Uh, someone Black and someone Decker. Yeah, John Black and Richard Decker. I'm going to go with uh, make this shit. Make this sounds, shit up. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Black and Decker. Uh, and when you say Black and Decker, the first thing that pops... Chainsaws. Black and Decker. Really? That's how they, they got their start. Oh, chainsaws. interesting. I did not know that. But now they they own just tool companies. It's just tools, tools. I assume it's cheaply made tools now. I don't. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I assume it's like a shell of what it once was. And I know it was like a. It was kind of a pillar of the that, like you said, chainsaws. That's a badass thing to get involved in. Yeah. So when they started Texas Chainsaw chainsaws, Massacre, brought to you by, by Black and Decker. Decker. When you want to rip someone's skin off, flesh, flesh, separate their flesh from their skin. If you like Texas as much as we do. <laughs> yeah, so um, founded in 1910 in Baltimore, Maryland, it was Black and Zachary. Maryland? And they have, this is just, they have a, kind of a plus as there. I don't know if it was always that way. Black plus Decker. Black plus Decker equals yeah. profit. Equals cheaply manufactured tools. <laughs> cheaply manufactured <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's where we're at now. Now, if you look for cheaply manufactured tools... Go to Harbor Freight. No. Harbor Freight? Okay, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. I, no, I, I'm I, familiar I, with the name. If you buy anything at Harbor Freight and they say to you, would you like to get the warranty on this for $8? Buy the warranty. That's what I'm saying. Good to know. Buy the warranty. It's legalized betting. 
I've got paint sprayer guns that I have taken back. I've got a stack of receipts that it's like the New York City white pages. I just want my stuff to work. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's too much. It's like boomerangs. Just going to come flying back in in a couple weeks anyway. Right. So buy the warranty. It's nothing more than legalized betting at this point. Boy, that's that's sad to know. And and I told you uh, about the um, Harbor Freight location in Newport Ritchie, Florida, on uh, US 19. There is a young lady who works there. Very sweet young lady. And I'm not. I'm not in any way uh, disparaging her. I am. I'm intrigued by this young woman. I'm. I, I'm to guess she's in her twenties. I don't know. She has a voice that I think dolphins could communicate with. Her voice is so high in a beautiful way, by okay. the way, in right. a really sweet, beautiful way. I can't even imitate it. It's just so unbelievable. It's so high. It's kind of like Cartman when he's mad. Okay. It's really high. And so I, whenever I go in there, she's always working the register. And I go, I was, yeah, I want to re- return this to exchange her for this. And she's just, And I want to stop her and say, would you say you're listening to the LSD podcast with Soleon Smith? Would you just say that into my phone? And I bet she would do it. But I don't want it to come across like I'm making fun of her because I'm really not. I just think it is a very unique sounding voice. Yeah. Kind of like Lois Griffin's voice sure. on Family Guy. It's, yeah. it's unique. It's different. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. She's, she'd be a great addition. When she talks, dolphins are pounding themselves <laughs> up against the glass. Their sonar is going off like, I, I hear her. It is the lady at the store. Yeah, it's. Uh, but she's got such a unique voice. So if any of our listeners are traveling uh, anywhere in the neighborhood area of Newport Ritchie, Florida, on US-19, the Harbor Freight location, a beautiful young lady. I do not know her name. She has a name tag on. I just don't want to look creepy. Um, <laughs> but uh, That is something you have to consider nowadays. Even though I would have, have to wonder what noises that she would make. But anyway, uh, Black & Decker. Black & Decker. Black & Decker. It's power tool noises, probably. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> I actually, we had a, a friend back in the day. His name was uh, Brent. Not Brent yet. Yeah, not Brent Michael, who was on our podcast, but another uh, DJ back in the day named Brent. And he uh, dated a girl who was deaf. Oof. And the noises that she would make during sex, he said I, it was hard for him to maintain an erection. They were so funny. And he goes, she was hot. But the noises right. she would make during sex, she couldn't hear herself. Right, right. So you're not, <laughs> you lack a certain self-awareness, probably. Yeah. So I could see that being an issue if you don't. Yeah. You just, and if you're not, if you're, if you're not I guess turned on a, by it, I guess the opposite would be just turned off by it. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess maybe he was doing a good job and, and it just, the the way she expressed it just didn't seem to yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Brent. Yeah. Ow. So, uh, yeah, his name is Brent Harrison. I believe so Brent if you happen to be listening or somebody knows Brent Harrison in the greater Dunedin Florida area uh, reach out and say he was mentioned on the LSD podcast <laughs> uh, let's go for some honorable mentions here we got a few more minutes to squeeze out a, uh, a couple boy um, well, Morgan and Morgan we mentioned them right Morgan and Morgan for the people I'm, try- I'm having trouble thinking of two name like name names name Those names ca- name 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 nom names. nom 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 Speaking of nom noms, have you seen uh, the Suicide Squad second movie? No. There's a shark superhero character named Manu, and he is hilarious. He basically's got human legs and a shark upper body. Boy, they've just finally run out of ideas. And I am here to tell you, his character is fantastic because during during the show, he's just trying to eat people because he's okay. hungry, and he calls them nom nom. He's just a shark. Yeah. He just you know. It doesn't mean any harm by it. He's just trying to, you know, he's trying to eat. So he grabs, like, the bad guy that they just shot, 
you know, and he starts to pick him up, starts to pick him up, he goes, no, no, stop, Manu, Manu, or whatever, no, nom nom, nom nom, <laughs> I watch those Suicide Squad movies purely for I, I mean, I Margot think, Robbie, yeah, I think, I think it's, that's a good enough reason, honestly, yeah. you don't, you don't need a, more of a reason, they, they, they know what they're doing, they're like, well, how do we guarantee at least a certain amount of people will come out? And I'd say that that's one way to do it. Uh, uh, Nanaway. way. He's a demigod. I'll show you the image of him right there. Yeah, there he is right there. Oh my god, he looks like... It looks like a cross between Jabba the Hutt and, like, the Marshmallow. <laughs> Oh my god. Nom nom. So he's got. He's, uh, yeah. He wears jeans. Well, you know, he wants to be stylish. He wears a pair of jorts. Oh my god. Yeah. He's got cut off a beer gut. Manuel. He's got like that that solid beer gut. Muscle, but but kind of portly. <laughs> and he lived in the uh, in the movie, so he'll be back for the next one. Oh, good. No, well, no. you need more Nanu, Nanu. Manu, Manu. Manuano. Manuel Noriega, whatever his name is. Shark Man. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Gianmarco. Gianmarco. What was his last name? Was Gianmarco Soresi. Gianmarco Soresi. Oh, Soresi. It's a nice. It's a nice. Oh, you know why? You know why that sounds familiar when you do that? It's it's from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, remember the scene where Brad Pitt and the other two uh, guys were sneaking into the movie theater? Okay. And, the, and he goes, "What's your name, Dominic Cervesi. He does like that. He does the, the Italian hand gesture. Yeah, exactly. As if as that, that's not enough of a giveaway. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Right. Yeah. Hey. All right, you got any more uh, two-person names you can think of? I can't think of any. I'm sure I'll think of ten on the way home, but I just I just can't think of a specific name, like last name, people names. Um, Chrysler and Dodge. Dodge Chrysler. I guess. Most so people just... Two guys that formed a car company together. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I hear Not most people. Not as big as Black and Decker, don't get me wrong. Well, and people don't always is. mention them together, that's the thing. Um, you know, sometimes you hear about Dodge, like, oh, my Dodge Ram. Even though technically, I know what you mean, it's the same. I just, uh, you know what's bad with Morgan and Morgan, it's like they're not even technically. You know what FIAT stands for? Fix it again, Tony. Fix it Tony. again, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Ford. Uh, found on the road dead. <laughs> Fucked over rebuilt Dodge. <laughs> By the way, Mitsubishi. Maybe I'll trick some unsuspecting bitch into some heavy intercourse. Oh, wow. There you go. Right there. Huh? Are you impressed? That's... that's. Anybody can find it if you have first on race day, found on the road dead. I did Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi. right here, baby. Off the top of my head. Live. You see anything written in front of me? I see nothing. Purely spontaneity, right? That's the kind of shit we do. Just pull on it. this show for the listener. If you're wondering if we pull everything straight out of our ass, the answer is yes. yes. You now know it for sure. Absolutely. You're welcome. I'm, well, I mean, I think this was a good Mount Rushmore because we're struggling to find a, a fifth. I or can't even think one. of a fifth, right? Because it's you would think over the years, two names, two people, how many companies? What about department stores that have two-person names? There's gotta be some. Are of those. there? Well, there's what? There's Macy's. There's. 
That's what I mean. I'm trying to. I don't really know of any department. Kmart. What about Dolce and Gabbana? Are those two names? Actually, it is. <laughs> Dolce, Dolce and Gabbana. Gabbana. Is that one? We yeah, can Dolce and Gabbana. That right. might be a good honorable mention. Yeah. I don't know much about them other than I had. I think at one point might have had their cologne, uh, and I, I don't uh, don't believe I have ever been. I've, I've never smelled it on you because you know you just have a natural. Right, just my musk aroma. is enough. Orange and garlic, and onions. It's really it's delicious. And obviously, whatever you were drinking this morning. It's strawberry, blueberry, motor oil, Kool Aid, and sand. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's exactly what it, it looks, looks like. Motor oil, sand, motor oil, or, or motor oil. That's what happens if you gave you having problems with your oil. I think you drank some of my motor oil. Oh, it was the last night at uh, karaoke. Some guy came up to sing uh, "Ring of Fire." And I said, oh. uh, I said, I'm still wondering why Preparation H has not adapted this as like its slogan song. And the crowd was like, Oh, Mona. you should hey. tell. I said, No booing. It's not a rally. Hey, you should tell them if they if they think that's bad. Tell them why the who wrote the song or who or who and why it what it's about, and they'll really get a kick out of that. I'm sure. Well, they're Yikes. eating their appetizers. Yeah, June, uh, June Carter <laughs> Cash wrote that song. Exactly. Ring of Fire is exactly what you would think it is about. Venereal disease, I think it was called back then. Well, this was fun. Uh, you all have been listening to the Lighter Side of Dark with Solio Smith. This is uh, Season 7, Episode 6. We are at the halfway point of, uh, of this season, and we will be uh, talking about in Season 8, Episode 9, will be our 100, 100 episode. It's coming up. We'll have to do a call-in show that day. Yeah. I think we'll have to do a call-in show on that particular Absolutely. Day. We can start uh, promoting it uh, ahead of time. We'll, we'll and uh, we're, but, uh, we are always interested in uh, our listeners' input, so you can uh, follow some of Solio's directions right now as to how you can reach us. Yeah, if you're on Facebook, I think we, we find a lot of you there, or Meta, as they say now. Uh, lighter Side of Dark, that'll bring it up. You can like our page, or you can look for the LSD podcast if you want to get hooked on LSD. We recommend that. Three episodes in, you'll be hooked on LSD. Uh, if you want to go to the website, lightersideofdark.com. You can email us at listener at lighter side of dark. Singular. Singular, just like the amount of listeners we have. Exactly. So, um, or you can message us on Facebook if you like. And Instagram, Twitter, at lighter side dark. All one word. No bullshit, just lighter side dark because that's all that would fit. And we are uh, always in the process of putting together uh, fun stuff to do in the future. And yes, I'm telling you right now, I have allocated some of the money in our massive bank account it's kind of like uh, the Miz on wwe massive balls massive balls uh we have a massive bank account it is ginormous um it's uh, oh i saw i did see a um <clears throat> a hot dog vendor on the side of the road literally next to one of the pop-up things that have all the trump flags ah. and you see those at corners yes. like the, the fuck biden flags and the trump right. 2024 flags we don't sure. even he'll probably be in jail by then um literally right next to that was a hot dog vendor who was obviously Democrat, and it said selling Trump foot-long hot dogs only three inches. <laughs> I almost pulled over just to buy one, just just because you know what the sign yeah. was worth it. So yeah, Trump foot-long hot dogs only three inches. That sounds about right. So uh, yeah, we are going to be having well, we will have uh, lighter side of dark merchandise t-shirts koozie cups and some fun stuff like that we will have that by the christmas season so you guys can buy them for friends and family and uh, one size fits all i think is what we're going to try to do for koozies i hope i hope that's the case maybe maybe even a pen do people still use pens you know they do and then they just steal them 
Yeah. He said, "Can I use your pen?" Oh, sure. Can I ha- can I can I steal your pen forever? Is I, that I, what I, I, oh, can I steal that from you? Well, you didn't do a real good job. You just told me. <laughs> I, I know. Maybe tell me to look the other direction first. <laughs> That's why they don't. They just say, "Can I borrow this?" And then they are liars. Oh, one more little plug. Have you uh, watched the TV show Blacklist? No, with uh, James Spader. Right, he's in that. He's good. He's he's good. We have been binge watching. We've been binge watching it for about a month now. It is an incredible program, and I think I know exactly why I like it, because I loved, 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 loved the uh, the the series Lucifer. Okay. Because of the sarcastic leading man, the sarcastic narcissistic leading. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm drawn to guys like that. I can't. It's like the total opposite of who I am, for sure. So, uh, yeah, and uh, James Spader is in it. um, And they have a lot of cool uh, big-name guest stars. But this guy is so sarcastic and so funny. And the way he plays off the FBI agent, it's a really, really great show. It's probably the best show you're not watching. So looking to start a new show, watch kind of like our show. Watch two or three episodes. You'll be hooked on it by that point. And then it's eight seasons at 22 episodes a season. Wow. So there's a lot of watching. And that's rare. watching it for a month. We're, we're just over the yeah, halfway point. A lot of shows don't, you know, sometimes they jump to Shark long before that, but it, it would be good to see uh, if a series could sustain it for that long. That's It's impressive. It's hard to do. It's like uh, almost 170 episodes. I think wow. it is more than 170 episodes. Damn. I think it's a lot of writing. So yeah, watch a blacklist if you get a chance. Well, uh, Solio, it's been a pleasure working with me. Oh, it has, hasn't it? We will see everybody back uh, next week. Do we want to tease them about our Mount Rushmore, or we want to surprise them? Let's see, do we have uh, any anything look good to you? He's got the master list. Um, which we've crossed off some of them by now. Yeah. Um, how about we talked about this last week? What about uh, Australians? Famous, famous Australians. Australians. You know what? I think you did mention that yeah. last right. week. So ne- next week's Mount Rushmore will be uh, Famous Australians. So this will be the American perspective on Famous Australians. This will be interesting for yeah. anybody. It's like This is what stupid Americans think about Famous Australians from the American media perspective. That'll I can think of about a half a dozen right off the bat. So hopefully that will be That'll better be than uh, the two named uh, Rushmore we had. <laughs> Decker. We struggled to yeah. find four, but we did it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. We will uh, hopefully get a chance to talk with you next week. See you guys. The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony, original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.